Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Sean Baby from the internet, <laughs> and you're listening to this the is all wrong. It doesn't matter. No, that's fine. Wrong. That's fine. We can do that. That could be here with that Tom and Dave <laughs> from One Nine Hundred Hot Dog. That's the new right. intro now. That's just our intro now. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fuck. Well, I'm sorry. Hype cast. Hype cast. <laughs> that's the show hype we get cast. hyped about stuff and things. Um, you are. We, we already did it. <laughs> we already did we're it. Not, I mean, we're not using that, are we? Oh man! Of course we are. We're using okay. all. Of We're this. using all of. We this. don't throw yeah. anything out. <laughs> no, I don't delete anything. Okay. No. Yeah. No. No deletions. One of us could get That's... swatted in the middle of this recording, and I'd leave it in. Oh my god! Of course we'd leave yeah. that in. We are going to cut when I did a recital of Mel Gibson's voicemails, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we cut yeah, that yeah, part out. Right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. No way. We're not not for the public. <laughs> We're not just letting my that. <laughs> That beast out into the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, Sean, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for being on. It's your honor. It is. Your honor. It is. <laughs> I always have a nice time on the Hypecast, and I'm really glad um, we have such hype-worthy uh, movies this time. Like, sometimes I'm on here like, here's 11 generic horror films that are coming out <laughs> from Netflix in five years. I'm like, right. hey, okay, guys. Uh, so, but I'm so a pro. I people, still get a little hype. Yeah, yeah. Got dig deep. To give, That's, those give are, people context. Yeah, this is the, the real Bowl. challenging hypes. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. No, it's just the Super Bowl happened. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of trailers. Yeah. Uh, it's there's 13. We're not doing movie news. We did this recently, didn't we? After um, something else that created a lot of trailers. Maybe I don't know. I don't, it doesn't fucking. Oh. No, we did it like after when we came back after Christmas, there was just like too many trailers. We also have too many trailers uh, this time. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to get through them. I think we could just skip past a couple of them. There's some really interesting ones, but there's a couple where I'm like, okay, yada, yada. There's a couple farts. Okay. (laughs) Well, we'll get to it. But first, we have to name some producers. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, do it. Okay. Uh, big thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Thank you to Lef. Mm. Uh, thank you to Samuel Beckett's Donut in Donuts and Mortgage Emporium. Woo. Thank you to Ryan, the Silly Money Goose. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Sure does. Thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Uh, thank you to DJ Finney. Mm. Thank you to Dracula the Bus Driving Vampire. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Sure does. Uh, thank you to Grumblebee. All right. Thank you. Let me step I in here. Thank you. Guys, 28% oh, please, you percent of those references. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think about them. They don't even. <laughs> so... No, they're barely words. This yeah. is barely, barely words. Barely words. I, I'm not even speaking English as far as my brain is concerned. <laughs> uh, thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank, thank you, you to Look Mom on a podcast. Thank, thank you to you. Seismic Charge Noise. Blam. Thank you to Deborah's Awesome, Barbara's Great, and Cancer and Go to Hell. Thank you. Thank Oof. you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Jones. Thank you. Thank you to the baby from Racerhead. Thank you. Thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. Thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Breezy Ruizy. Thank you to Davy Francis for the revenge. Thank you. And thank you to MVB. Thank you. Yeah. No, quick quick plug on the 1900hotdog.com store. We have a new shirt painted by MVB that is beautiful. It's me and Brockway in that scene from Congo. Which mm-hmm. I imagine you know I'm already talking about, uh, where the apes are torn apart by lasers and some of them do like flips into the lava. It's fantastic and it's recreated. Oh, MVB really captures the essence of uh, gorilla lasers in all his and art. And where can we find that shirt? That's on the uh, uh, 1900 Hot Dog uh, official store. Which what's, is a what's 1900 Hot Dog? What's that? It's, it's this comedy website started by uh, me and Brockway, and it's it's uh, got columnist Tom Ryman um, from mm-hmm. sure does the illustrious mm-hmm. Hypecast, real <laughs> star-studded comedy website. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll check that out. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's weird you haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's very it weird. It is strange. That yeah, has I'll, have to, I'll have to take a look, yeah. Uh, you know what else we should check out? Is this uh, trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Is this is that Patrick Stewart? Yes. There's no question. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's got to be, right? They, they, Stewart, they yeah. can't. They can't. I, I, so before I saw this trailer, God, film Twitter and or like film internet, like you keep saying, Tom, they're, they're so unsubtle or like it's just, it, it, I feel like an old man saying it, but it's like, it doesn't feel like it, what it used to be or maybe it's just clickbaity i saw a headline that was like an easter egg in the multiverse of madness and they they kept being phrased as like is it what is this and yeah, then what? watching the trailer i was like yeah. i think that's just professor x yeah, well, who else like, could it be like do you think they cast yeah. patrick stewart as a second wise marvel character like right that's that's absurd he's who not, is also be, bald that's a bridge too far sir <laughs> It would yeah. be amazing if he just plays Doug and he's just some guy. <laughs> yeah. And he like, yeah. Or that it's just some other bald guy. And it'd be like, why would you ever do that if it wasn't Patrick Stewart? Um, I just want to note that Marvel doesn't tend to boast their directors, right? Like, am I wrong yeah. with that? Because it, it really goes like from Sam Raimi. And they're pushing that because, I don't know, that, that actually gives me a really good vibe where they're like... you. Sam Raimi, Raimi is a selling point. Yeah, like they're treating him as equally important as just Doctor Strange. Yeah, where they're like, it's a fucking Sam Raimi film. I think too. that I think that has a lot to do with the fact that Spider Man Three, the 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 yeah. second Spider Spider Man Three Part Two, uh, just made all the money in the in in God's universe. Um, right. They're yeah. They're not like from the director of Evil Dead. They're no. like this is the director of the original Spider Man's yes. motherfucker. Yeah. I feel like, like that's um, what they want you to. Taika Waititi's yeah. Thor also was like a a bright spot 
for a lot of people. So I think they're, they they want to say like, uh, this isn't just like a bland MCU. Like you know, you know, people are like, hey, oh, that's these are all yeah. the same thing. It's like no, 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 each one is pretty unique based on the director. So I feel like well, that's a good choice, and they should probably do more stunt directing. Yeah. 100%, well, here's the yeah. thing, and we've said this a million times. What's interesting is that Taika Waititi, they like they they were like yeah pushing it but he's a director who's like he he's an like he does his uniqueness is in the comedy right in mm-hmm. the writing mm-hmm. whereas sam raimi is a very visual director yeah and until this point marvel films have been very similar visually that's the thing they tend to have the most control over and so what i'm wondering is it are they gonna finally like this i think that's what happened with edgar wright i don't know for sure but my suspicion is that they were like, you're you're being too bold visually or like in your editing in that. Mm. So like, I wonder if they finally are like, yeah, Sam Raimi it up. Make a movie that looks different. I hope so. That feels different. I hope so, too. Just quick zooms on all of this finger tutting. Yeah. And that in a this trailer, they're showing from Shumagorath like while he's chasing Dr. Strange through the woods. Yeah. Hell yeah. They they are. There's shots in this. I'm like, those are Sam Raimi shots. Those don't look like Marvel shots. And that makes me just so fucking excited. Yeah. I'm pretty pumped for this. Yeah. It's cool. Like a magic. I'm not into the magic stuff. I'm a hardcore Marvel nerd. But like once magic gets involved, I'm like, OK. And so the That's first right. Doctor Strange, I think, was a, a fine, a good movie, but it's not like one I think about a lot. Yeah, I was the same way. I'm getting more into it now, certainly after like Guardians sort of made the cosmic stuff really accessible. But like I, I was right. the same way growing up where I was super into Marvel, super Marvel nerd. But the magic stuff and the cosmic stuff really was I was like, all right, I don't care about any of this. That's like, very it's... interesting to me because as <laughs> sorry, as someone who doesn't read the comics, um, it was very appealing immediately in these movies because they do a thing where they make Doctor Strange and Tony Stark like mirror images of each other. They're both asses, you know, mm-hmm. and they hate each other. And it was like, oh, yeah, they're the two versions of themselves in tech and magic. And I thought there, there's actually I thought a really big appeal because like it's not science fiction, the Marvel stuff. And for is it not a lot of it's I. I I think it's it's very soft science fiction, right? Well, yeah. Okay. Because they have magic. And that's okay. It, it feels more to me like fantasy for that reason that they're like, they started with, I thought it was smart where they start with Iron Man. They start with, let's take our world and build on it with tech until that tech is almost like magic. And then they're like, meanwhile, here's magic. And it's our tech and their magic are almost the same where it's like, I love that idea of like, Tony Stark can go against a wizard. Right. Uh, and and they I think they balance that really well. And like, starting with tech made, made the series accessible. And then once they introduce magic and they start introducing the rules and the cosmic stuff, it just feel, felt very like naturally put into this, yeah. this you, world. You start granular and then you start easing people into the really crazy shit like the space stuff and the magic stuff for sure right and i thought it was really cool that once we got to thanos that both elements kind of collide and like magic is more in the first one and then the second one it's technology it's pym's technology that saves us i don't know i just i i I think they do a really good job with that balance um 
it's one of the things I really like about Marvel. What, or what one thing done. about this movie, it's kind of hard to tell who the villain is other than hubris. Like they show uh, yeah. Shumagorath, of course, he's the mm-hmm. uh, starfish tentacle thing. But he's kind of like, yeah. um, like he's got no real personality there. Marvel never really did a Age of Shuma storyline. He's just kind of like a, um, I guess, a baby's notion of a villain. He's like this monster from the Cancerverse. And he just sort of hates life. And so you can't really build a movie around that as a villain. And it's very opposed to what Marvel would normally do, which is they have like complicated villains, at least like on a surface level. They have something more than just, I will destroy the superheroes. My theory, yeah, my theory is that he's like the opening scene villain. Right. He's like the rhino in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. He's he's a big threat. Like, oh, if they don't stop him, he'll eat the universe. But it's not like he's going to nibble the universe. It's like they'll stop him, it'll be gone, and it'll be like to set up the level of which they're they're playing at cuz the other thing about this movie is everyone is just fucking op like uh they got Wanda yeah. they have at least three different doctor strange's uh it looks like Chuatilla Jayafor uh is a second Chuatilla Jayafor like Baron Mordo yeah. um and so like it, it just everything's coming in um there's a guy named uh there's a minotaur in there which definitely is this dude named uh Rintra and he was uh, this apprentice of Doctor Strange in the 80s. And he would they'd throw him in for just the most fucking ridiculous storylines. Like he would um, bring garbage to life on accident. And they have to fight a garbage monster. Or he'd fight like <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Mr. Impossible or the Impossible Man is what they call them. And he was just Marvel's knockoff Mitzelputlik. He was just like this clown that could do anything. And that's the kind of guy that this very nude and green minotaur would fight. And so like that's kind of what doctor strange was in the 80s and the 70s is really psychedelic and then the 80s he's just fucking off the wall ridiculous and so hopefully that's the same minotaur i don't know how many minotaur right. sorcerers there right. are in the yeah. i'm not sure how many minotaurs are <laughs> i sus- i've here's what i suspected since they announced this movie's title is that the bad guy was going to be nightmare right and he kind of pointedly says i he, he says the word nightmare in it a little pointedly in the opening and yeah one of the doctor Strange's toward the end kind of looks like nightmare so that's that's where my brain is at but who knows yeah i'm guessing they're hiding a lot i'm curious how fucking patrick stewart plays i assume that's a multiverse right oh, yeah uh, well, i assume i, I it's think just... i know that one uh my nerdery is such that um there's this thing called the illuminati and that's like the main marvel mm-hmm. smart guys <laughs> yeah. With like, I think it, they have a rotating cast, but it was like Black Bolt and uh, Reed Richards and Iron Man, Doctor Strange. Uh, I'm forgetting. So Namor, I think, was in it. Uh, Professor X, of course. And they sort of took it upon themselves to like police all of reality. It's hubris again. It's the Tony Stark hubris, like spread out oh. across the whole team. And they would each like oh, so he, guard an Infinity yeah. Stone it's in the, the comics. TVA all over again, yeah, right? And so that like went really, really bad. And I remember they erased Captain America's memory after he found out about him. And that's, you always know you're on the wrong side in Marvel Universe if you're like fucking with Captain America. So, like, then everything went they to also, hell. They also, banish, they banish Hulk to Planet Hulk, right? That's, yeah, that was that's, their thing. That's the premise of World War Hulk, is that he uh, comes yeah, that was, back like, fuck you guys. God, that was so good. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, let's talk great. about that. So, in Civil War, yeah. we had all, all the guys <laughs> fight. And the writers were like, what are we going to do with Hulk? Whichever side gets Hulk fucking wins. They're like, I don't shoot him to Conan planet. And so then they did a storyline where he played Conan arena for like 20 issues, made a whole ragtag team, came back 
and then just fucked up the entire Marvel universe. Um, uh, right. I was kind of kidding when I said, let's talk about that. But what if we just talked about World War Hulk for an hour? Because that I... also led <laughs> to the Taika Waititi Thor movie, which is yeah. the fucking best. I uh, anyway, want okay, them to make. To yeah, I want them to make World War Hulk the movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, is, is that <laughs> still? Is that still like? On the table because it feels it like the be. Planet Hulk stuff. They, they clearly uh, did that yeah, already. They cannibalized most of the. Yeah, the yeah. they World did Hulk most stuff. of it in in Ragnarok. They could you could still do World War Hulk. Yeah, and you could do something like the reveal in this is like because we don't know how Hulk got to that planet still, so we Didn't can have just Patrick Stewart garbage hole. He, he flew on that. Doesn't he say how he flew on the Quinjet at the end of part two? Listen, he none flew of this on the matters. Quinjet in. <laughs> Basically, he flew on the Quinjet into like fucking space. Yeah, and then and then they we it all right. I should note that it's not like a plot hole. It doesn't matter. It right. makes as much sense as it needs to. What I'm saying is that we don't really get the details of how he gets from Age of Ultron to Thor three. I took um, it that we know Hulk how they doesn't get back know how to work can... a navigation system and just flew through the wrong wormhole. I, I mean, I'm fine. Right. With that. It seems like it seems like that's what happened. I'm just saying if they wanted to. They could be like, oh, yeah, we threw him into that wormhole. We did something, you yeah. know, like so they could do that. So so basically, though, it is feels redundant because the TVA feels very similar. So what you're saying is that Doctor Strange is going to get arrested. And that's what we see is like these Senate like looking motherfuckers bringing him to go look at Patrick Stewart arrested slash. You know what I yeah, mean? Like sure, he's sure. going to get detained. And then it's going to be this moment of like what we see in the trailer is he gets put before Patrick Stewart. And then we get, I don't think Patrick Stewart's going to do much in this. Um, I mean, I hope he does a lot. I hope it's, I hope it's no, like I'm Spider-Man. Sh I'm sure he will sit in a chair to introduce the idea of the X-Men to the MCU. Yes. And I think they're probably, I, it must be tough because they did that reboot. So it's like, are they just going to bring like Fassbender and that group back? Because honestly, I don't care how fucking old they are. I just want Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. I could take or leave literally everybody else. Uh, I think I just want those two like old owns fucks. That role after, like he's yeah, so good they probably in, in the old Logan movie. They probably brought a dump truck full of money to his house, right? Yeah, like they are probably like, listen, <laughs> we'll we'll we do anything. Just do seven more, buddy. Come on, yeah. you yeah. got him in your dig deep, dig deep, Hugh. <laughs> but this movie also introduces. Uh. Um, America Chavez, who is yeah. uh, Puerto Rican, that's why she's dressed like the Puerto Rican flag, but she, uh, despite her Puerto Rican star dimension jumping powers, she's not actually Puerto Rican. She comes from um, like a pocket lady dimension called the Utopian Parallel. And they, yeah. it sort of parallels Krypton and Paradise Island. So she's sort of a Wonder Woman and they live in this pocket dimension and she escaped that when she was a kid. And they were going to sacrifice their lives to save the multiverse. And so she jumps out with her reality jumping powers. Uh, so that's America Chavez. She's also super strong and uh, invulnerable. So she's basically Wonder Woman with this other OP ability. Uh, I think Wanda is stealing her powers in the trailer. Uh, it's all happening really fast, but like... Yeah, it's chaos. Yeah, but... Uh, or madness. It's madness. Mm -hmm. It's madness. But I, I read that she was yeah. supposed to appear in the last Spider-Man movie... Uh, but like they decided yeah. that's just too much and like they had moved some movies around so like we got to just like put her in a different movie. I know right. they did a lot of rewrites and reshoots on this second Doctor Strange movie because their release schedule got shuffled around so 
they had to like adjust it to for all the story right. stuff that came in the previous movies so but that usually right. i don't know i'm always impressed by the the amount of money and effort they throw into these movies to make sure this these stupid details are as consistent as they can be like it's rare that you have to just fully forgive like a marvel movie for for terrible mistakes there's a lot of like you know apologizing for these movies but like for the most part you're like these guys tried really fucking hard to to make all this stuff consistent yeah oh i think they do a really good job with the writing side um there's just that element of burnout and the sameness of it all and the fact that right now it feels like we've been spinning our wheels like i think part of it's pandemic um but like just all the tv shows i sort of came out of the tv shows being like so nothing changed right. like so the, nothing has happened they were just spinning their wheels and i kind of feel like i didn't need to watch any of that i think uh, they're at a, uh, a point where nothing means anything because i counted at least seven to eight characters in the trailer that can rewrite all of reality like on a whim maybe right. on accident and so what means anything when so many characters can just like reset your universe with a with a fleeting thought yeah and so like personally for me the the reason that this i'm excited about this really just boils down to sam raimi mm -hmm. where it's like that that is for me like marvel needs to like you said nothing matters so they need to just kind of be fun yeah for me and if they and and they they either need to be fun and like figure out how to reset everything so stuff matters or they just need to start making some just like crazy bullshit yeah and and just keep it fun i and think like spider-man like wrote a clinic on that where like it, they did a lot of fun stuff and there's a lot of good story and character and then at the end it's just like yeah we reset the status quo like spider-man learns and he grows but like his world doesn't change and so yeah uh, just like i mean what is he 60 70 years old now uh in the comics and, and they but he's still more or less the same character but if you talk right. to a hardcore spider-man nerd they could tell you you know an entire week's worth of Spider-Man stories like, oh yeah, yeah, he was a clone for several years and, you know, he he's had six arms, he's gone to space. Like, the stories you could tell of that character, he he is the oldest soul ever, but he's still like, right. uh, you know, an angsty teenager. Right. Yeah, yeah, it all feels yeah, very much stagnant in that regard, too. Like, I like the new Spider-Man, but it did feel like ha sort of spoilers for it, where at the end it's like, oh, so this was all an origin story? Like, we've gotten, like, the ending, it sort of ends where, like, the f Sam Raimi Spider-Man starts. Yeah. And it was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, this, they never evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's he's, he's, a, he's a he's He's a thousand-year-old man in a... Yeah. In a skin, skinny little baby body. Yeah. Uh, I think should we move we can on talk to about this that all day. One? It's such a dense trailer, but yeah, let's, let's yeah. move on. Yeah. We should probably move on. <laughs> there's, <a bunch laughs> more. This is, there's so many more. This is the Chippendale Rescue Rangers yeah. reboot. <laughs> Very meta. Um, yeah, it's done by uh, Lonely Island. Yeah, it looks like it's probably very I have funny. a lot of faith the, in that, but yeah. this trailer looks like fucking shit. This the feels trailer, like... A, 90s snl movie where like a one note concept got stretched out in every possible okay. and very expected way and also i want to add that it has a real scary movie sense of humor where it's just bashing over the head with the silly while explaining the silly at the same time and i have an yeah. example yes. like there there's 
everybody knows that the, the chipmunks were dressed like Magnum P.I. and Indiana Jones. And like Indiana Jones. And then they, yeah. what they, they like. scream it into your open mouth yeah. in this they trailer. They fucking run through this thing and one of them's like, hey, put on some random clothes. And then everyone's like, okay, I'm going to put on some random clothes. Comes out, wears the exact same fucking outfit he had for, what, 30 years. And he's like, looks down and goes, uh? I'm like, yeah, that should seem really familiar to you. Also, you saw yourself put those clothes on. This joke already doesn't work. And then they look over at a, a fucking literal sign that says Indiana Jones while the actual Indiana Jones theme song plays. Like, that's not a gag. That's how you no, fucking explain a reference to Helen Keller. It's garbage. It, it feels like they think the property is bigger. Like, the jokes are so obvious and, like, like very celebratory of Chip and Dale. Yeah. Where it's like, you're not Star Wars. You know, like, yeah. I, I kind of, yeah, I agree where it's like, you need to create, uh, you don't need to do a bunch of references. Um, that said, I do like the CGI gag. I like that, that, that weird, because they're basically, so what, it feels like too many things. Um, it feels like they even reference Roger Rabbit. It feels like a Who yeah. Framed Roger Rabbit movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's if a you're Ready doing Player that, One of a very myopic universe. Yeah. And I do like the idea of a modern Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And the idea of addressing CGI characters, I think that's sure. fun. But then just do Who Framed Roger Rabbit too. I like, like what do you're a saying. Who Framed like, Roger Rabbit sequel. You have a really positive attitude, and the way I when I saw this trailer, I sort of got. I think I got inside the head of the people who made this movie. That the process of making this movie, where you well, sit down in a writer's room and you have an idea like this: What if Chip and Dale, like, were in a Roger Rabbit world, and the ideas just come flowing. Like, here's the tropes. Here's here's some zany mm -hmm. things about those tropes. And I bet it was the most fun brainstorming session. But then no right, one wanted to fucking do anything. the work to get past yeah. those obvious knee-jerk ideas. And so we're stuck yeah. with just, like, stuff that, like, you're like, I like that CGI versus 2D animation and dealing with that. I'm like, yes, I love that. But then if someone said, go ahead and go home and write that up, I'd be like, oh, God, this is the fucking worst. I don't want to write that. I no, I honestly, now thinking about it, I'm like, this should have been Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Because right. that really is what it feels like. The only gag in there that I did like, like the CGI thing I think is fun, but I didn't like laugh. I, I like the idea of the junkie mice. I do like the junkie mice. Yeah. Um, yeah. It all like kind of tickles at the idea of whimsy. Like you're all like, oh, these ideas could mm -hmm. be fun. No, mm -hmm. They don't seem like they are here, but maybe they will be in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is a good way of describing it. Yeah, and it could be Roger Rabbit too, for all we know. We don't know really what the story is. Um, my, my, I guess the thing that sort of hit struck me as, as weird about this trailer was I think the voice casting is wrong. <laughs> yeah, like I do not think like John Mulaney is not that character. He, he's he's voicing Chip just as John Mulaney, and it's so yep. weird to me to hear that <laughs> voice come out of Chip and well, to hear just. Andy Samberg's normal speaking voice come out of Dale. This is like one of those key things I think that happens a lot now. Like I've been trying to watch Star Trek Picard, right? And they think the way to do something is you just reference the old stuff. Like we're saying mm -hmm. in this, I don't know enough about rescue Rangers to know if this is true, but it's the same thing where it's like, it's honoring the fans. Isn't just pointing out the stuff. It's doing the thing from the original, right? Yeah. And so it's like that idea of like, oh, look, he's dressed like Indiana Jones. See, we know the show. But then the idea that they didn't cast the right people to actually do the voices is like, well, you fundamentally missed a, a big 
detail but then, does, right? Do people think about like Chip and Dale's like unique personalities this many years later? Like, is there even a fan circle? Like, I feel like that's kind of a Chip like, and Dale's fan like collects thing. pillows with Chip and Dale on them. They don't like talk about like what makes Chip Chip. I don't know. It was yeah. a great video game. It great was a solid game. game. It's I enjoyed Such the show, but game. it's like it, to me, it's like if in the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies that came out, if the Chipmunks just all sounded like Chris Pratt or something, you know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, it's, I know what you're saying. It's I'm listening. Weird. Like, yeah. Let's yeah. Make this, make this, <laughs> yeah, make this movie. It's just, it's just weird to me. I don't know. But, uh, I love the lonely islands movies so much that, and, and this, I, I like the idea of this movie. Uh, yeah, the, the trailer I, I doesn't also... do a whole lot with it, but the idea and who's involved has me, uh, on the hook enough to watch it when it comes on Disney plus. Okay. Yeah, that's I, the other thing is like this feels like one of those trailers where it feels it's like, uh, like it, the biggest something cut it. Yeah, something <laughs> well it's like something's wrong with the movie that they couldn't put out a trailer yeah, maybe. that like properly cuz the trailer itself I I found myself like feeling like kind of knocked around by it where it was like it's like confusing mm-hmm. where I like by the end I was like I'm not sure what the plot is. Because they just do the like, yeah, we're doing a reboot, and then they're like running around and going on adventures, and like yeah. it doesn't feel like there's a plot. Like I'm like, I don't know if they were villain? making a show. What is the... Are these cartoons who like were starring in a show back then, or were they actual adventurers? And they're, they're and the they were a documentation a of it. Okay, so they were, they were a show. They were performers. Yes, on a show. Okay. Uh, that okay so that so at least four makes to sense five in the layers of abstraction before we get to like yeah that yeah i think what every... those characters are okay uh, the, the, the indiana the jones sort of... moment is i think is the biggest strike against it right? yeah <laughs> it's uh, so baffling that's so so they do did they do meta stuff in the original no so this is the stuff where it's like okay i get it because it's like i think the muppets are kind of like this too and you're saying that chip and jail rescue rangers it's the it's that meta plot where it's the cartoon characters are in this show. That's what you're saying. That's what the movie plot is. Oh, right. you're not saying this. Okay. I thought you meant this was like part of the original. No, lore. no, that's what the, okay. that's what the premise of the film is, is that so, the rescue Rangers was not real. It was a show that they all made together back in the nineties. Yeah. And so I think that's the problem because again, I love the, I would love to see another Who Framed Roger Rabbit that deals with CGI, but it's like if they did the Sonic movie, and instead of doing a Sonic movie, they did it's like Charlie Kaufman's adaptation for Chip and Dale, where it's like, eh, maybe just do Chip and Dale, like just do it without the meta stuff. Just do, just do it. Like that's that's what's weird about it is like there was a decision to be made where they're like, should we just do a continuation of the story? And someone was like, no, we're going to make it meta. And it's going to be about the actors playing Chippendale in this Roger Rabbit world. And it's like, oh, okay, that's not Rescue Rangers right. then, is it? As, like, As someone, and, and I bet you guys can relate to this, who's seen everything, you know what I mean? We've led full lives, watched a lot of stuff. We've seen, right. uh, when a movie comes out, we're like, oh yeah, this is like these 15 movies I've already seen. So adding meta to it is always a good direction to get my interest as a, as a, you know, learned consumer, but you need like creative people at the top of their game. And this looks like the laziest fucks, like just phoning it's it just in. It's just like, yeah, it's, and it, well, I don't it's think just like, we don't want to be, 
They're just making a mess. <laughs> it's that idea of like, we don't want to be genuine. We don't want to just genuinely make the thing, you know? Sure. And so they're doing this. It's again, and like, I can think relate about to any that too. Property. I don't like to be sincere. Yeah. It's just think about any other property where they're like, oh, we're making another Ghostbusters. And then they made like a movie about a film crew making Ghostbusters. You'd be like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah, that's yeah. like, that's the bewitched Boom. movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, just make the thing. I don't just know. do that, the thing. That being said, I think two thirds of the new Ghostbusters was pretty good. Yeah, then, I liked a lot of and it. And then it did not stick the landing at all. Like that that ended so clumsily where I don't we don't need to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all all I can say is I, I agree with you, Tom, where it's like I like these guys. I have faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am very baffled by this. And there like I said, there's jokes in this I'm like, oh, I kinda like that. But the overall premise is I don't have a problem with weird. the I don't have a problem with the premise, but yeah, as yeah. all the things we're pointing out in this trailer, there's the execution seems to be not great, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. There are at least uh, moments of such terribleness that I think it will undo most of the good. That is fair. Mm-hmm. That Indiana maybe Jones moment. Holy shit. Maybe it's a hard R and they had to like cut around that. You know? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Maybe they're going to address yeah. the fact that Chip and Dale are just hanging dong. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm interested uh, again. Yeah. Speaking of speaking powerful ropey dong. Yeah. Can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Speaking of which, uh, let's talk about this next trailer, Father Stew. This is just sure. It's fucking <laughs> thanks smart. for thanks for real fucking downer Hollywood legends and documented racists, Mark Wahlberg yeah. and Mel Gibson. Right. <laughs> they start with Mark Wahlberg, and I was thinking like, this is Mark Wahlberg in his prime as a scumbag, <laughs> and then he's just like, and I'm gonna be a priest. And then Mel Gibson shows up, and yeah. I was just like, oh, that's a real shame. Yeah. That sucks. And then Malcolm McDowell shows up, and Why I was not? like, I don't know at how to At the very feel about end, that. a real 11th yeah. hour edition of Malcolm McDowell right at the yeah. end of the trailer. I was like, what the fuck? My head is spinning. <laughs> yeah. It's about, like, a guy who goes to Hollywood to be, like, a star. He's a, he's a boxer who goes to Hollywood to try to get an acting career, gets into a motorcycle right. crash, and decides to devote his life to the church. Right, and so that's way too many things already. And then we learn, yeah, there's like a it's Mel Gibson. A, it's apparently a real alcoholic. guy, Dave. So maybe you need to like contact the <laughs> well, real father Stu and, met, and let him yeah, know that he needs to calm the shit down. Yeah, yeah. yeah take out if a couple I met of these him, I'd be like, no. yeah, yeah, I'd be like, dial it back, man. Yeah. Four less hobbies, dickhead. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then Mel Gibson's there, and he's married to Jackie Weaver, who's like the only person in this. I was like, oh, why? What are you doing? What are you I doing? I don't think Jackie he's Weaver? married to Jackie Weaver anymore. In the tra- it's it, there. I mean, they're his oh, parents. They're, like they're his parents, but they're yeah, they, they seem, seem oh, to be it. pretty divorced. And then, and then Malcolm McDowell randomly shows up, and like it seems like they show the whole movie where it's like, and then he becomes a priest. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he gets the money lenses, and then he like. They say, hey, you can't be a priest. And he's like, I will be a priest. Because every time in a movie someone gets a fucking, like, affliction, the doctor's like, you'll never do the thing again. And they're like, I'll show you, doctor. Like, I don't know who in medical school teaches them this. That Okay, doctors, you help people's health, sure. But mostly you tell them they won't ever be able to do anything again when they get injured. Well, that's, that's, see, that's, it's a tactic. It's how they inspire them to do the thing. Wow, you're right. Yeah. 
Should we move I, on? I can't imagine talking about this movie for another five seconds. No, nope. if this yeah, movie was let's, on let's... in front of me and you held my eyeballs open, I wouldn't remember it five minutes later. Yeah, right, like moving. Malcolm That's... McDowell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get the That's fuck the out of this of trailer. This, of this, there's the beauty of this lineup. There's a few trailers where it's like I want to talk about this for days, yeah. and there's a few where it's like I'm not. I'm not, like yeah. Father Stu. I have officially seen the movie yep. as far as yeah, I'm the concerned. trailer shows me everything. I don't care to watch Mel Gibson play Mark Wahlberg's dad for a second time. <laughs> yeah. Daddy's home right. too, if you recall. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, all right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> that means, that means Mark Wahlberg made that decision twice. All right. <laughs> let's talk about Fresh. Um, oh, yeah. This is Sebastian mm-hmm. Stan as a cannibal. Is that right. what it is? It's, is that what's happening? It's, it must. The I've, poster. So if you see yeah. the poster, it's of like a severed hand and like a meat, one of those meat wrappers. So I'm pretty fucking sure what's going on is a woman who like hates dating. She meets Sebastian Stan in a supermarket. They hit it off and then it implies that she's kidnapped. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be some sort of like eat people with me. Yeah. Yeah. I think idea. they're going that direction. Yeah. They're being, yeah. they're being real vague about what exactly happens between them mm-hmm. but something happens between them um that is i don't know super fucked up uh, it's um, yeah who's who are I the think people they eat her friend there's some there's somebody interesting involved in the creative end of this what was it uh, uh shit i can i forget it, it was one of those like from the people that brought you this thing that you liked and i was like i did like that thing <laughs> you're right you're right Here's that, something I had in my notes. I said uh, the part where she's boxing with her friend. Uh, if you're going to punch a bag like that, Daisy Edgar Jones, why do you even need someone holding it? Why do you even need a bag? Just punch a fucking that tree was, with I... full power. Your <laughs> hand will be fine. Just tapping, absentmindedly pawing at this, at this I, bag. I, I like, did why? flag that in my mind. It's like why? the... <laughs> why frame the scene in a boxing gym? It's like she punched it in slow motion. It was very funny. <laughs> Uh, but the, uh, the rest of it, I'm I'm really into it. Like this, I'm gonna watch this oh, yeah. when it comes on Hulu in a couple of weeks, which is where it's it will be. Mimi Cave or Mimi Cave is the director, and they're the director and writer have done just a lot of short films. Mm-hmm. So this feels like debut stuff, and yeah, it looks. I don't know this. Yeah, this this could be really good. This just looks really compelling. It's got good reviews. It's a horror comedy thriller. Oh, word. I hope Sebastian yeah. Stan eats her. I, yeah, he better I eat he, somebody. I hope he eats literally everybody. Yeah. Every I hope it's like Godzilla. single person. God, yeah. Just ends yeah. with him on an empty planet, just sucking yeah. the meat off the very last bone. Yeah. And then he's just like, I'm still hungry. Um, all right. Well, you want to move on to this other one? Because this other one's very compelling, too. Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. This is Alice. This is about. Oh, a, this movie looks bonkers. Yeah. I know. It's. This is like, I I started and I was like, okay, this looks compelling, like a compelling drama. And then it was like, oh shit, it's a a a, a slave on a plantation, mm-hmm. and she escapes, and then she time travels, and it was like, oh shit, she time travels to the seventies, and like meets a guy who tell who's just like, I guess oh, believes her. D- Dave, she does not time travel. This is yeah, a village this situation. Was M. Night Shyamalan Wait, village. it's a village? It's yeah. a village situation. She I was... thought she fucking time traveled. No, no yeah, it's a, it's just... it's it's Johnny Lee Miller pretending to still be a civil pre-civil okay. war plantation owner with with a bunch of slaves, and then she gets away from That's... him and realizes it's actually the seventies. 
See, that's even more wild than fucking yeah, time travel, to be honest. And that like, actually makes... Le- I have more questions. Yeah. Because I just assumed she time traveled because I was like, certainly that isn't what's happening. <laughs> I really like okay. that... Uh, it just sort of kicks the shit out of M. Night Shyamalan and that it skips all the way past all of the dumb crap in his movie and gets to the only interesting idea from the village. Yeah. Uh, which, if it I remember, that was like the that. finale of the village where yeah, he right. has this, this <laughs> village and everyone in the trailer was like, oh, so like, here's the twist. It, they're set in the modern world and they're just in a stupid little village and they don't know there's an outside world. And then that turned out to be the twist. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, skip ahead to this. And now, of course, she's doing a full-on revenge to kill the slave owner and that's i really wish that was more of a genre i love a movie where oh yeah the the slaves get revenge on the slave owners um and also i related a lot to this movie uh i obviously i'm a white man but if i'm being honest i was very educated about the modern black experience by pam greer 70s movies just like the woman in this trailer so i'm like okay this is speaking directly to me (laughs) and uh So I, I, don't, I, just, I think it'll be this will also be a great movie to tell which people on um, which people on Twitter are racist, which people on social media are racist, because people will react negatively to this. And right, because racists always like instinctively know when the goal of a movie does not align with theirs. And so I'm, I'm just I think this is such a cool idea. And it, it really is. It's such a it's the it's wildest really cool way idea. to do a revenge movie like this. Yeah. Well, when you look at the village, it's like they would be all racist. Like someone who creates a village like that and is just like, better, yeah. it's better here. It's like, yeah, yeah. who are you keeping out? Like what, who are you keeping what out? What was so nice about those old times for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, wow. I just have so many questions now of like, how did he start? His plantation village. I guess he just. Yeah. Why haven't Kidnapped people been able people? to go in? Because there's a moment when it's Kiki Palmer plays he, the lead, uh, and she, when she escapes, she runs into Common, who is a truck driver. And there's a, the right. shot later in the trailer where she's like, "I'm gonna go back there and fucking blow this guy away." And Common's like, "You, that's a death sentence. You can't go back that's in there." A so death they, certificate. Yeah, see, that's right. He says it's a death certificate. <laughs> Um, oh, which is so just a, good. I don't know. It's just a cool way to 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 say that line that everybody's familiar yeah. with. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, so it suggests that they people know where this plantation is, and like the he the, must be like a really rich guy. The FBI I'm hasn't assuming. swooped in. Yeah, I yeah. guess. I guess your so. note here, by the way, is that his eye patch moves. Uh-huh, yes, <laughs> I yeah. think it's because my guess now, now that you've mentioned, now that I know it's not time travel, I think he's just a really rich guy and he thinks the eye patch is he's cool. He's cosplaying? Yeah, I couldn't tell yeah, if it I was a mistake. I think he's cosplaying. I genuinely couldn't tell if it was a mistake or not. Is Johnny Lee Miller in this trailer is playing the slave owner and he's wearing an eye patch that moves from eye to eye in different yeah. shots and I don't know what yeah. that means. <laughs> the uh, director, her name is Kristen Vern Linden, if I got that right, uh, nothing else on IMDb. This is the writer director only movie. It's her directorial so like, debut, yeah. Yeah, but so like usually all they ideas. have all their interesting. Usually ideas. they have like they usually have like short films or something. Mm-hmm. Like there's usually other credits. I'm saying it's nothing else. It's barren. And so I like to think this is someone who just had an idea. They walked into Hollywood, you know, opened the Hollywood door, and just like walked in and was like i want to do this and they were like absolutely yeah i'm of course we're gonna do that movie because yeah it is like great great idea yep i love it <laughs> i love it i can't fucking wait it's, it's such a wild M. Night idea yeah. the village meets yeah. Django unchained 
set in 1973. You're like, okay. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. On yeah. board. Excited <laughs> for this. Completely on yeah. board. Um, well, let's talk about the contractor. Sure. This trailer this is exactly what it's like to be a contractor, right? Yeah. yeah. This has been my sure. experience. Yeah. <laughs> this is a. Guys, uh, Chris before Pine. I hear your reaction, I just want you to know I love this. Right? You, maybe that's- oh, no. This is. This is dad porn yeah. through yeah. and through. This and is I extreme love it. dad entertainment. After listen, after getting through all of Reacher on Amazon, I am yeah. primed for more dad entertainment. <laughs> let me let me tell you what the poster looks like, and then people will know. It's Chris Pine. Go on. And he's sort of he's sort of sideways, like he's looking like he's looking past the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all the way in the background is a flying American flag. Fuck yeah. And then in the foreground is like ashes and like sparks from mm-hmm. presumably a fire mm-hmm. oh, fuck yeah. and then it says chris pine and the contractor yep and it's like yep that's the film that is i get it that is the entire film <laughs> I, I feel like uh, that's the, the the posters that he'll be making in like 15 or 20 years it seems a little soon for that poster to exist <laughs> right? but the movie does look kind of cool uh, it does. The, it does look like first, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit Part Two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If, if I'm being honest, the first part looks like uh, they were humanizing war criminals and sort of like, hey, you know, all those contractors that do all the war crimes, they have families yeah. and financial needs. It's, but then it's like, no, no, no. They tw- they twist that. And Kiefer mm-hmm. Sutherland's like, all right, go kill this scientist. He's doing bad stuff. Scientists like, no, no, no. I'm actually doing great stuff. And the people who sent you here want me dead because I'm like fucking up their financials. And then Chris Pine's like. Okay, well, I'm going to switch sides. And so then all the contractors want to kill Chris Pine. And right. then he's like knocking dudes off motorcycles and breaking light bulbs and tunnels so he can stab guys from the shadows. And he's got Navy yeah. SEAL underwater superpowers. And I'm like, fuck yeah. This mm. is Navy mm. SEAL it Rambo. Also has, Love it. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's also my one of my favorite like action movie tropes. Or uh, any, I guess, sci-fi as well, which is... A person who doesn't bother to Google the person he's working for. Right. Because Kiefer is just like, I work for the president. Yeah. And then he's like, okay. Let me send you and on your, halfway your through, official presidential yeah. mission. It's like, <laughs> the president dumb. of baby murder oil. Yeah. Yeah. Ask one question, Chris Pine. Just any <laughs> <Yeah>. question. <laughs> also, fucking uh, Jillian Jacobs is in this. Yeah. Jillian that- Jacobs is a uh, Ben Foster is another uh, contractor ben- working with him in it. Yeah. I guess Jillian Jacobs, like, I'm not used to her outside of community, even though she's done movies. Not movies so, like, like this either is, is the yeah. other thing. So it's it's just, it it threw me off. Yeah. Ben Foster, it's like, of course he's in Right, this. He's, he's done ben a million Foster. movies like these. It's just, yeah, it's it's weird to see uh, Jillian Jacobs, like, playing the wife in a Tom Clancy thriller. It's like, that's yeah. I've, I've not seen her in those kinds of roles. Yeah. So, yeah, she really jumped out at me as well. And then Keith. Of course, Keith. Oh, the Keiths. Yeah. You the Keiths. Can't go wrong with a a, 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 a wrinkled up, tatted Kiefer. Yeah. Being all beard. villainous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's perfect. Uh, yeah, contractor. <laughs> no. Everybody watching. No other it. notes. I just was like, yeah. I, I like this type of movie. I like the positive message of betraying your boss for the greater good. And uh, oh, yeah. killing guys from the shadows. I love it when uh, you can do that for a positive message. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like when Rambo comes out of the mud and cuts that guy's throat, that like defined my childhood. I still do that to this day. Yeah. If, yeah. If you're walking by mud in my neighborhood, like you have a 40% chance cut. of death. Yeah. 
yeah. throats are going to be slashed, but it's only to inject more peace into the world. Mm-hmm. 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 Depending on which Rambo movie. Some of them I'm proud <laughs> right. of the bad guy. <laughs> like the most recent one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh? All right. Well, we got. Let's thank some more producers oh, before yeah, let's we do get it. Let's do through it. to these. We got more trailers, folks. Yeah, we sure do. Um, <laughs> big thank you to big thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you to definitely not Guillermo del Toro. Mm. All right. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Mm. Uh, thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you to Stephen. Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Thank you to Asking Seven. Mm. And thank you to Happy Ed 209. Mm. And a Happy Ed 209 to you as well. Mm. Uh, let me jump in here. They get a Tiger Doors Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Not singing it thank this you. week. Uh, they get a Dan Hackroyd. Thank you to Manischewitz Maltov says the spice must flow, comrades. Thank you. Thank you to E.T. the extravagant terrestrial. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Cody Johnson's time machine noise. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Pete Vorpagel. Thanks. Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Ooh, thank you. Thank you to pre-order Jason Pargin's new book. Pre-orders are super important. It's true. It is. It is true. All right. Oh, man. Um, we've got, we've got so many more Every trailers. Every time you read those names, it's just like the directions that the references and the tone goes it's just i'm yeah, pulled man. in every direction you have very strange <laughs> oh, yeah. supporters it's a whirlwind we do. really so our next trailer the curse this is as you point out tom terrible name yeah this this movie i've been hearing about for a while because it actually premiered in sundance last january uh so over mm-hmm. a year ago and when it premiered then it was called eight for silver which i think is a much better name it's better than the cursed because i was this passed me by for so long because i was like a movie a horror movie called the cursed i'm good i'm all set whatever and then i watched the trailer in like a theater before i forget what movie and i was like where did this come from like because this looks like it could be really fucking cool it looks kind of nuts it seems like what they're dealing with biblical stuff it, it looks like torment manifested as jump scares and i again mm. i'm not a horror guy so i see something like this i'm like all right yeah i gotta <laughs> but like it seems well made i guess it all right yes it definitely feels jump scary but i guess what it is is that there's a lot of visuals in this where i'm just like yeah i haven't seen that before mm-hmm. uh sure. and it kind of just looks over the top like it looks like it was like i liked watching it and being like was it werewolves it is werewolves Witches? yeah was it ghosts where it was like i kept wa- like there's like there's like evil dead twigs attacking people and it was just like i i don't know exactly what's happening here but, but it yeah is I, I assumed in werewolves to all the other magic stuff yeah yeah I, it just okay. looks fucking nuts pretty sure it's werewolves it's like an old-timey village and evil shit is happening it looks yeah there's there's a lot of jump scares in the trailer but like the look of it and like you were saying, the different visuals uh, also caught my attention. And then also I had been hearing generally good things about it since people first saw it last year. That's good to know. I'm glad yeah. it actually if, is. if it does turn out to be a werewolf movie, boy, somebody should have told them not to have the word cursed in the title. Uh, <laughs> Wait. Is that the Wes Craven vampire movie? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, werewolf movie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's, that's what's, yeah, for, yeah. There's already a fucking werewolf movie called The Curse. I don't Amazing. know, man. It seems like uh, my guess is that someone made a very good movie that then got bought by a studio mm-hmm. that was like, let's do this and this. And they're like, fine. Um, I just 
I really want it to be good. It's the director of a movie called Cashback, which is a fucking wild movie <laughs> from what I remember. So like, uh, it's what Cashback. I don't quite remember that movie. I just remember being watching it and being like, "This is fucking weird." Um, and so it just gives me a little more hope knowing that as well. Yeah, that the this trailer- director has made some weird ass shit. The trailer does look weird, which is, I think is its biggest selling point for me. Like, that's what's got me the yeah. most interested is the fact that it looks kind of unique, even though it's it's a little jump scare heavy uh, in the trailer. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think we need way more werewolf movies. I think we need one a month at least. <laughs> yeah, I, I could believe. Just, uh, we, remember when we briefly, there was like this brief moment where it was like, small town werewolf stuff because there was werewolves within there was the wolf of snow hollow mm-hmm. and then there was technically wolf cop sure and it was like it was like that was like a weird moment we had it's the wolf essence yeah yeah um but i i do like the idea of like let's do a fucking legit werewolf horror movie okay i i yeah yeah I guess people for like it. stuff. This you, you say it looks unique, and I take your word for that. But like when I see a trailer like this, I'm like, uh, I feel like I've seen this 200 times. Like it just sort of feels like the last time I was on Hypecast, and there's all those horror movies. I'm just like, how do you, how do people like keep them compartmentalized in their brain? Like how do you <laughs> so remember we, the cursed from? You're not, the you're not swamp? a horror fan. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I mean, you heard my fucking nerd shit talking about Marvel movies. I'm sure most people are like, yeah. I'd, they all they're all nude green minotaurs to me. Yeah, we've we've talked about this on other episodes where it's the same where like every romantic comedy looks the same. You right, know, like right. it's I listen to punk and people are like, ah, that all sounds the same. And it's like, not if you're into it. It all sounds different. Of you course, know, of course. Uh, and there is that element. I get it. Where it's like if you're a casual viewer of horror, I can see this passing people right by. Yeah. Um, God awful tends title. to have. Yeah, horror tends to have a lot of hidden gems, and you have to, like, seek them out. And it's because in right. the trailers, it's so hard to tell which one is actually going to be good or not, I think. And I don't think anyone has the time to do that for every genre. Like, I used to do that for Kung Fu. Yeah. I'd watch 70 bad Kung Fu movies to get to some magical gem of a Kung Fu movie. But, like, I don't have time to do that for horror also. Come right. on. Right. Well, I'll watch it, and I'll let you know. Yeah, let me know. Um <laughs> and I feel like all horror trailers are the same. Like, uh, that's how I experience most of these movies where it's like, oh, here's a creepy visual. Oh, a second creepy visual. <gasps> Approaching right. shadows and a jump scare. Oh, and a fake out jump scare. Oh, yeah. And all the trailers have the moment that's in this, which is quiet moment at mm-hmm, the end. Mm-hmm. Quiet moment. Quiet and then moment. a tackle. And then, ah! and then it cuts to the credits. Yeah. And it always feels very forced. Like this, the one in this feels forced yeah it's like oh i bet that's not actually the scare that happens in that scene because they often like just edit the scenes to make them i also don't think that the most artistic and expressive person on the crew is the one cutting the trailers i don't think that's where the the genius does the work it tends to not be anybody who worked on the movie like the most famous trailers we talk about like the shining trailer and the alien trailer those were made by the directors Mm -hmm. which is rare and I think that's a big part of it, where it's just like, normally, they just give it to some company, and they say, like, yeah, here's the, the scenes, yeah. make a trailer. And it's a different, um, different skill set that, I don't know. 
and they they get better they get worse they change trailers we go in and out of and horror trailers lately have been very much weird formula yeah um well i think yeah. we've we've brought it up before but like uh trailers are not just appealing to audiences they're appealing to theater owners uh to convince them to you know show the movie Sure. Um, so they yeah. want they want to show them like nope it's it's gonna be like regular movie it's got all the same beats that you know and then people are gonna buy tickets and watch it so yeah that's part of now, the now counterpoint I want to jump I want to leapfrog one to get to deep water because I think this trailer is <laughs> best trailer maybe the best trailer I've ever seen <laughs> it's just it's been incredible a hand it's, it's been it's- Affleck getting like a he's just a, a, a husky hand job he's just breathing yep. heavily <laughs> just right into the mic oh and then they're each they each say basically nothing except like hey there's something really wrong with me and then ben affleck's like oh, there's something really wrong with me too so here's what i think this is uh, i want everyone to give their theories i think these are two werefish confessing that they're werefish during a hand job that's what i think the movie is I think it's like my dinner with Andre. It's 90 minutes of just this hand job, no camera cuts, talking so, about their differences, but they find out at the end they're both werefish. I I 100%. I actually had yeah. I had already looked it up. It was exactly Here, my read. <laughs> well, Good. let me tell you what the director's done cuz they say it in the trailer, but they don't say it all. And I think it'll make you realize what this is. It's the director of Flashdance. Okay. Uh 9 and a half weeks. Fatal Attraction, Jacob's Ladder, Indecent Proposal, and Lolita. A romantic betrayal. Yeah, it's a a, a sexy... It's a fuck thriller. thriller. It's a fuck thriller. It's a good old 90s fuck thriller. Hell yeah. And I am so goddamn excited for that. (laughs) We don't get fuck thrillers anymore. That's because Michael Douglas aged out of them and we didn't have a new Michael Douglas for a while. That's true. (laughs) Well, guess what? Ben Affleck could absolutely be our yeah, new Michael he's Douglas. He's the new Michael Douglas. Hell yeah. Yep. God, he's going to be really I excited of, um, to hear that. Ben Affleck, remake, listening. Yeah. That's high praise. <laughs> remake disclosure with Ben Affleck. <laughs> yes! There's, all right, Soderbergh made um, Side Effects, which is a sexy thriller. There's still sexy thrillers out there. They're just few and far in between. Mm-hmm. But the plot of this is a well-to-do husband who allows his wife to have affairs in order to avoid a divorce becomes a prime suspect in the disappearance of her lovers. Hell yeah. Oh, yep. very nice. Sexy, yeah, that's actually sexy a thriller. great hook. I would have loved to yep. see that in the trailer. No, I take it back. I like nope. the trailer the way it is. The trailer is I perfect. I would like to have somehow known that, but not through the trailer. Like maybe at what the I end, need. it said, it, like the credits, it would just explain like that. Exactly what you said. What, yes. Just what I text. need, what, what I need more than anything is a scene in this, like in Multiverse of Madness, where he gets like detained and goes into a room and they do a reveal and it's and it's um it's it's Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. Like I want a Michael Douglas reveal of like he's the mentor who has to w- help Ben Affleck through the sexy thriller. Do you remember that Bruce That's Willis film called Surrogates? What if Ben yes. Affleck is housing Michael Douglas's brain uh and he's just jumped into that younger body so he can like relive sexual so, yeah that's fine as long as we get michael douglas in here yeah. somewhere as long as we get his reptilian ass in there i'm so fucking excited for this hand job movie it's <laughs> what a trailer just my goodness yeah, yeah. just I'm um, can you imagine watching that with your parents like you're just watching movie trailer and it comes on with your like folks <laughs> in the room and it's just like this breathy hand job yeah just, they're, they're <laughs> it's playing like... the trailer before sing two in the theaters <laughs> just... 
really, really wheezing. Just a, well, they, a, right. a wheezing orgasm. It's amazing because you know they were like, how much can we get away with? Because mm-hmm. we, we want people to know it. there's a hand job. The whole trailer, and we're not kidding. The entire trailer is just a hand job scene. It's yeah. them talking under a tree and she's talking to him and then hand job. And like, you can't, you don't, you, you don't hear they like, like she's like, they clearly like had to work out like how, how much can she move her arm? Right. You but know, I, like I, how I can he react? What noises? This is um, an early in the relationship hand job. Cause he lets out a big breath when she touches it. This isn't like a, Hey, <laughs> sweetheart, let's go down to the lake. Maybe, maybe rub a couple out. This is not like old friends <laughs> right. hand jobbing together. This right. is like there's a bit of scandal to the start of this. Yeah. Like, oh, whoa, sh- I wasn't expecting that. Oh. Yeah. He shudders like Frosty yeah. just <gasps> came to life. That's a scandalous. That's what he calls his boner. Hand job. Frosty yeah. has come to life. <laughs> there's a bit of um, this is a Fox movie, um, and there was a bit of a of a. I don't know, a hullabaloo or I, don't, I, I guess that's the word um, with Disney decided to not release this theatrically uh, and just dumps it is dumping it on Hulu, uh, presumably because it is far too dangerously sexy. Like they yeah. don't yeah. it's it's oh, it's too sexy that they worry it won't make any money in a theater. So that's what we have to look forward to. Yeah. So I have to note there, if you go on IMDb, and you just don't have to do this, but you know how they have like screenshots of the movie? They have, or like promo photos? I've heard of that, yeah. There's one photo (laughs) that's just from outside, I don't know how to describe this, it's from outside a window pointing in at Ben Affleck, and he's looking almost directly at the camera through this window holding a drink. And it just looks like every paparazzi photo. Of ben yeah. It's like dropping a box like, of donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can't tell if it's a promotional still or it's like a shot that they took behind the scenes. Like it could be either one. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was this, they were really like, I mean, this movie is why he and Anadarma started dating and that, yeah, they were really hounding them during that whole period, that early COVID period where they were in lockdown right. together. All um, I know so is, it could just be a photo from that. Yeah, I want I want this in theaters. I want sexy thrillers back. I want that to be the next Marvel. I want the I stranger want, next to me to give me a hand job during that. Scene. Yeah, I I want deep water Happy Meal toys. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. let's get it. Let's get it going. Fucking no no little Ben Affleck so bathtub excited. toy that squirts water out of his dick. <laughs> it, it it's just a hand job. The trailer is just <laughs> a hand just job, a hand folks. job incredible trailer oh my god we're gonna be talking right, wanna... about that one decades from now it's gonna be up there with the shining and the alien trailer is that you remember Absolutely. that deep water trailer who's just ben affleck getting a handy yeah, yeah. that's it that's the incredible. trailer incredible <laughs> um going back to the trailer we we're gonna talk about windfall mm-hmm. this is also a tr- movie i'm excited for only because i i just now i light up every time i see jesse plemons and mm. anything now yeah, he's incredible he's fantastic yeah yeah oh yeah Especially and when he's playing a bad guy, which he appears to be playing in this. Yeah, he's playing like yeah, and he's, he's also he usually plays like defeated. Like he's always very like solemn and defeated. Mm-hmm. He's like very he's got a lot of pep in his step in this trailer. Mm-hmm. And that I'm excited about that. What were you going to say? No, I, I think this looks really complicated, but good, like really well acted and written. And, and I don't know. It just yeah. sort of has a Glengarry Glen Ross thing where like you 
I don't know. Yes. Where, where it's like, how do you describe that movie to somebody? Then you, then they watch it. Like, it's incredible. Like, the moments that they show in this trailer, I'm like, oh, God, this looks really good. But it yeah. also sort of seems like like the guy takes them hostage, but then they immediately become in on it. And then they sort of seem to have some sort of a, a backstory. And then it, it's an entanglement. Maybe it's some sort of a a grift that he's trying to get them involved in. I don't know. It, it just seems yeah. very complicated. I think maybe I, I think like she trailer. paid him or something. Well, to he, like it's it's very yeah who's afraid of virginia wolf it looks like it's in one location mm-hmm. yeah it's it's jesse plemons and lily collins uh for the people who haven't watched trailer uh they're a married couple they move into their new house jason siegel is there robbing them he briefly ties them up uh and, and is like trying to get more money out of them but something happens that he releases them and they're just sort of living together and at one point in the trailer jesse plemons mentions a possible crime he's done so I feel like maybe there's a blackmail element in there. Um, right. It seems like Jason Siegel, like he fucked him over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jason Siegel wants revenge and Jesse Plemons is definitely guilty. It does seem like he's always has them hostage. I think they're always kind of hostage. Um, like he has a gun and it's, yeah, it, it but definitely I don't think feels. it's that physical threat that is compelling. Yeah. But there's a, yeah, there's a, a delightful scene where he asks for an amount of money and they're like, you should probably ask for more. <laughs> right. Like they're like trying to coach him through yeah. robbing them. Um, so it just looks really fucking weird. And and it's written by Andrew Kevin Walker, who wrote Seven and The Game. Mm-hmm. Dave. Yeah. Michael yeah. Douglas. I know. So it's, it all it's... comes back. <laughs> and they were like from the writer of Seven in this like really like snazzy font i was just like that's weird and like the fight club Um, font yeah yeah it looked like the man who wasn't there like it was like really like razzle dazzle 1940s font (laughs) yeah i don't know it just this looks very compelling it's i'm very excited for this i love anything that's trying to be who's afraid of virginia wolf i love all of those ones where it's like this is probably a play Mm -hmm. or could be a play you know Mm -hmm. uh when it's just actors getting to like show us yeah how good of actors they are mm-hmm. it's not uh, uh it's not getting fences a- that was fun for that reason yeah it's not getting a it, it's it's not getting a weird husky handy but um you know no it's no husky handy it's, no husky it's like handy. a hand job of the mind that's true yeah. that should be the tagline yeah <laughs> of the next trailer this, this movie gave my <laughs> brain a hand job <laughs> No, that should be the the Rings of Power, which is our next trailer. Sure. A handjob of the mind. Now, see, this, it looks to me like The Hobbit in, in the way that it looks very expensive, but maybe not expensive enough. And yeah. yes, well, enough like a video game cutscene that my brain just instinctively tries to ignore it. Like, I have to will it to pay attention. It's like, nope, it's not a video game cutscene. Some of these are real humans. They're filming it. They filmed it in, like, England. And I remember hearing that and being like, oh... So you mean on a green screen. Right. And and it's that's it. Is the Hobbit is the same where it's like, this looks very expensive. Yeah. And yet, why does it feel fake as hell? They filmed it all at Pinewood. Yeah. And this is a weird lesson I thought they might have learned from the Hobbit, but I guess not. Which is that like, yeah, Lord of the Rings, part of the appeal was it wasn't a fucking cartoon. Mm-hmm. It, it was shot on real locations, which, yes, is expensive, especially if you're making a TV show. I get it. But, like, that was the appeal. Like, the reason I watched Lord of the Rings is kind of I want to exist in the world. And it's like this world of matte paintings and models along with real locations. And it just feels like that's such 
you know how we talk about how like action isn't action without practical stunts mm-hmm. yes i'm starting to think fantasy isn't fantasy without practical locations in my head like it kind of needs that i'd agree uh yeah where it's like we're going to fucking iceland and shit for this like we uh, and just so watched like, on, a, on our podcast, we watched uh, Conan, the Conan movies with uh, Lydia Bug, who's like young and didn't oh, grow I, up. Oh, I listened. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And mm-hmm. as we watched those movies, they're obviously uh, Conan Destroyer in particular is not very good. But then when they get on the set and you see like these fucking amazing statues and weird like things that they build, right. you're like, this rules. This I, I totally am on board for this. And uh, it's just so much better than, you know, well-paid, good actors like walking through a green screen uh for obvious reasons but i'm, I'm just saying like you just can right. feel the difference where i'm conan destroyer has it's such also... long moments of of boredom but i never like get bored with the movie because i it's things happen right whereas uh Lord like, of the Rings built that looks shit. just it's like beautiful slow-mo artistic like archery and then like fantastic creatures and particle effects and i'm just like this is fucking skip this let me get back to the video game it's completely boring well i would say the hobbit the hobbit was that for me i think because again yeah, it's, when i like, said lord of the rings were... i mean the rings of power the original movies of right, course right, are right, great right. but yeah the hobbit yeah because it's new well, the moment it's the stuff where in the hobbit they're like let's just cgi the orcs and it's like yeah you sort of fucked up there yeah. and and like if you remember the lord of the rings series the moments that made the audience groan that made the nerds upset is when, for example, Legolas fucking yabba dabba doos uh-huh. off of the elephant. Yep. And so they, if they were smart, they were they would pick up on that. And instead, in the Hobbit, they're like, "Let's make it all that. Let's make all these characters rubber." Because uh-huh. like those movies, they're just like they they're in they're, they're there's no stakes. Yeah, they're cartoons. They're doing like flipping around. And so this feels like they learned the wrong lesson yeah. because it just I don't know. Maybe this is good. Um, we don't know. Oh, it's a it's teaser. It's a minute long, and I'm, but it, I was done with just, this four seconds in. It looked like not a single location mm-hmm. was real. It, it, that was like there was a couple shots where it was like, oh, I bet that's a real place. But for the most part, it just felt, yeah, kind of cartoony. This is going to seem like a left field reference, but did you guys watch the Boba Fett show? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, most maybe of it. never. Yeah, it's, it's very it's very practical. It, it's it's very old Star Wars. And some of it's yeah. weird. Uh, it's it's kind of all over the place. Uh, but you'll find that the action sequences are super engaging, but they feel like they're in slow motion because they just kind of do everything. It feels like very practical and it feels like those old like 80s movies. And um, I guess that's sort of the difference between, the, I guess, those two styles. Like you look at the Rings of Power and it feels like the action is uh, very choreographed and fast and fluid. Whereas like... Right book of boba fett it's like okay you guys stand behind there and then duck because the lasers are coming and then stand up and you're just like this is fucking stupid like what right like you'll, you'll find yourself thinking like why isn't that guy taking cover why but but you know where every laser is going and you know what everybody is like in the moment doing uh which is what too much cgi takes away from a scene where you where yeah you're just like, it's that's an actor waving his arm around and you you know that in your soul and what it is is um do you ever watch the mystery science theater of um space mutiny i don't think so or if i did I okay would. there's a there's a line that they say that i always remember which is that there's a there's supposed to be like a space dog fight and they keep cutting to the cockpit and the right. cockpit looks terrible 
and the guy is like, oh, my God, I'm going to crash. And they just say, relax, you're in your own room. Uh, and like because it's just so fake looking, yeah. it's it's CGI brings us all the way back exactly to that. Where it's like, oh, you're, you're fine, man. You're on a green screen. I can tell you're on a green screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's that. Like, I'm I, looking at this Lord of the Rings, and there are practical locations in this trailer. I think the thing we're both, or we're all thinking about is the person climbing the mountain yeah. scene that's in it. Yeah. It and yeah, up. it's like, clear. it's just like, oh, yeah, you're on a green screen. You're not climbing. Like, you're clearly not climbing. You don't look like you're having, like, trouble climbing. Uh, the camera shots are like in impossible locations Mm -hmm. it's they're doing everything they can to remind us that this isn't real and it looks photo real but everything about it looks fake yeah it real quick it was filmed in new zealand at least most of it okay i think they moved they moved they moved it's a whole thing you know with covid and the amount of money they were spending this this this, i get it the show costs like half a billion dollars yeah I get it. I just feel like by like season four, we're gonna get oh by season by be... season two. They've already moved everything to UK yeah. for season two, but they're just green screening everything. Um, and I again, I get it budget wise, but it's like, eh, if you can't afford it, then don't make it. I guess I don't know. I think by the way, Boba Fett. I think it's very funny. It didn't occur to me until Obi Wan, where it's like, oh, you're just using the same desert, aren't uh-huh. you? Yep. Yeah, yeah. We season, don't want to leave season the one. Desert. Season one was a te- season one of the Mandalorian was a tech demo to see if their new technology would work if they could actually make shows out of it. So now they're just using that for all these other shows, right? But it, all right, so but it's a wraparound screen, right? Yes. My question is like, then why not make a non-desert show? If like you can make you can put them anywhere because it's super why? easy, Dave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, because it's just like wraparound screen desert background even lighting we're good but uh anyway the last thing i'll say about rings of power is i think something as somebody who's sort of like outside the uh the tolkien fandom although i've you know it watched and enjoyed lord of the rings the past two decades and i'm friends with a lot of people who are really into the lord of the rings into the Tolkien stuff the one thing that everybody seems to agree on is nobody gives a shit about anything that's not in those three books. So the fact that they're doing an entire series from like the appendices and like the prologue to the Lord of the Rings is a seems like a really stupid idea to me. Yes. Like, well, we talked how, about this, this is like impossible to care it's about, right? Like how? Yeah. No, we've talked about with this a lot of things where yeah. it's Harry Potter, it's Marvel, where they're like the fate of the world. And then they complete it and they're like, oh, but there's more stories to tell. And it's like, yeah, you kind of should have started with those stories then because you already did the fate we told of the, the world big one, stuff. Yeah. So yeah. like this is Star Wars. It's all it's like the show but is... there's another thread. It's yeah. Like, is there, though? Yeah. The I show is... think it works for Marvel because all those characters have, you know, decades and decades of singular adventures. So if, if you're a yeah. Captain America fan, you're like, oh, I can name 15 Captain America storylines that are that would make fantastic movies. I don't think you could do that for the Lord of the Rings characters. It's like, yeah, the three books. You're like, oh, what about this fucking well, because dwarf? I, the the, so the I, fuckable dwarf. What about him? Like, I guess. But like. He was pretty I, fuckable. I, I sort of disagree with Marvel because you're right. As a comic book fan, it's probably that. But for movies, they just killed half the universe and brought it back. Sure. And so it's like, I, I don't I really can't think of the stakes being higher than that. I guess the entire universe. 
Uh, so just do every, so it, it still feels like it's, it's the same problem all around, which is that they just refuse to end. They refuse to end anything. They refuse to end Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Um, and like Lord of the Rings was, yeah, designed to be a very specific trilogy telling a story. Mm-hmm. And then the story was over. What do you do after that? You don't make anymore. That's it. You just don't make anymore. Yeah. There's no need to. No, but yeah. it, we're going to get to see young Galadriel and young Isildur in this show. Uh, so don't care. Didn't, get ready. Won't get even ready remember to, those names. Yeah. <laughs> get ready to care about that. It's fine. Let's talk about Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Fuck yes, let's talk about it. <laughs> what the is, hell is Tom uh, Hanks doing as yeah, Colonel guys, Tuffer? This is going to sound crazy, but does it seem like he fucking sucks in this? I can't. <laughs> I, there's no way to tell. He's like, doing, there's no way he's, to tell. He's going full Jared Leto and House of Gucci in this. Yeah. And I don't know if it's bad. Better people than me can decide that. Um what it is is like incredible, and a, I can't I wait to see it. He's doing a goblin accent, yeah, in a in a Jiminy Glick fat suit or a Jared Leto fat suit. Uh, he's like doing a weird voice, like I oh, I was looking right. at the he's, gyrating pelvis of the boy, and he was my destiny. And you're like, what the fuck doing, is that voice? The goblin region of the South, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Baz Luhrmann, this Goblin, feels, Kentucky. <laughs> this feels more straightforward for Baz. But, like, I remember watching Romeo plus Juliet and being like, this is amazing. And then you watch Moulin Rouge, and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And then I just stopped watching his movies, which isn't a hit against him. It was just like, okay, I I see what you're doing. Um, I never saw Gatsby or Australia. Did he do Australia? He did do Australia. This does, I agree, this seems more straightforward of a narrative than he typically does. It does. Um, it does and just kind of look like a straightforward biopic of Elvis that is more more from Colonel Tom Parker's point of view. Um, apparently. Well, at least the trailer is, but that could just be that they're pushing Tom Hanks. He was mm-hmm. my destiny. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to sing some rock and roll songs. <laughs> so, like, I, the voiceover, I'm like... It. Why does that sound so terrible? I'm like, wait, that's Tom Hanks doing a weird voice, but like, Tom Hanks <laughs> is a brilliant, beloved actor. What is? What the? Why does what he is suck he here? Doing? What is he doing? He, listen, I Tom Hanks never gets to do accents. That's when he true. does, it's it's fucking uh, the lady killers, fucking cloud or cloud atlas. Yeah. yeah, it's almost always a movie that fails when he does an accent. The movie uh-huh. fails, but like poor, poor except, Tom, except Forrest Gump. Right. That's. Okay, very fair. Mm-hmm. Poor Tom Hanks. He never gets... He, the people love him to be, to be Tom Hanks. So he's just like, can I do a voice? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you can. Of course, of course. Like, uh, good for him. I'm glad. Right. I'm happy and for the, him. The, if there's any filmmaker, if you ask them, can I do a voice and can it be a little weird? Like Baz Luhrmann is just going to be like, yeah, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Whatever the fuck comes out of your face, that's going to be what this character sounds like. Right. That's true. Yeah. And he's like, can I put on a Eddie Murphy fat suit? And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. go for it. We were going to insist. Seven so I'm glad you of asked. myself. And I have a whole conversation where we fart. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I want yeah, that I called to be your in name. Your name is. <laughs> <laughs> well, well if this doesn't pan out. <laughs> and then say, if this Eddie doesn't Murphy. pan out, he's, uh, he's doing Pinocchio after this. So that's, true. that's good. Boy, I hope he does a fucking crazy voice of Pinocchio too. Yeah. So I'm looking at Tom Hanks. He just I literally does the Paolo Gucci voice in uh 
and and Pinocchio. I I'm making he, a boy. I didn't, see, I didn't see the Mr. Rogers one. I bet it's good. But I'm looking at his recent stuff. He's kind of phoning it in right now, isn't he? Just a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Uh, he's earned it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, he's more. I, than I don't. Ar- I wouldn't. It. I wouldn't say any of his choices have been phoning it in. Like he's done stuff well, like Greyhound, but that was like a pet project of his, so he was really interested in that. Um, the robot one, Finch. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Finch. News of the World might be good. These all seem yeah. like they might be good. Yeah, he's I'm not. Also he's not. At, like, he's not phoning in post, his picks. The post at least. is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's had. He just has a couple like, like he did Sully Inferno in the circle. Right. Like it feels danger... like he has some like dips every now and then where it's like oof. I want to say that the the danger of using the term phoning it in is it's. Um, I, I want to stop using it just because of Bruce Willis. Because the difference right. between also, Bruce Willis phoning it in versus Tom Hanks phoning it in is just night and day. How Bruce Willis yeah, also, will just like literally show up to the set or phone it in, and uh, yeah, he won't even be there. Tom Hanks is like he You're fucking right. put on a fat suit. That's hours in the makeup chair. I was That's about to say twice I don't the work Bruce Willis put into any movie in the last twenty years. Yeah, I deserve. I kind of deserve to be punched um, by Tom Hanks for saying he's phoning it in in this trailer because <laughs> yes. he is doing the opposite of that. Big, I guess what choices. I mean he's is that, going as big as possible. Yeah, yeah. I guess what I, what, what I more mean is that like his taste, like he hasn't really mm-hmm. done anything. Like he doesn't really have his finger on the pulse. Anymore. He didn't double he's check to see doing if his this, own thing. these were good choices. He just made them. Yeah, but Maybe you know. Anyway, I, 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 will, I, love, I love I'll watch this film just for the just voice. Just like everybody. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he uh, he looks... This looks terrible. He looks terrible in this. Whatever he's doing is <laughs> fully gonna, not working. I'm going to watch the Christ out of this movie. I'm going to watch this movie so hard. <laughs> I get Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Hell yes. I, and, and what I like about Fuck how it. this is going to suck is I think everyone loves Tom Hanks so much that it will be like a fun like embracing of the suck. And I feel like this could be oh, a... Yeah. Uh, this, I think everyone's going to have some really funny takes on on this character that Tom Hanks chooses to be. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a real we all love Tom Hanks. It's a real treat. Watch the trailer, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, next trailer is for Firestarter, Twisted mm, Firestarter. The Twisted Firestarter. It's the uh, yeah. yeah, it's the Prodigy Biotic. <laughs> no, it's a remake of the Stephen King movie. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where she pops a bird in this. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And I was like, well, there's your movie. That's the movie. Bird Popper. Yeah, let's. Way better I, name. I was hoping. Yeah, they should have called it Bird Popper. And I hoped after that moment it would just be a series of bird popping birds. <laughs> this is the director of The Vigil, which I heard was a good movie. Damn, they must have already had fire. Like, they must have immediately. Someone offered them fire started. They're like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um,. Yeah, or the release of that previous one could have been delayed. I mean, this was announced, you know, about two years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. So here's uh, a, it's Bloom it's Blumhouse, mm-hmm. right? It's Blumhouse. Uh, it's got Zac Efron. It sure does. And Kurt Wood Smith. I was going to say the thing that seems notable about this is how out of time it feels with its theme. And what I mean by that is, yeah. in the '80s, it was pretty normal to have a theme in a movie be like, "Oh, this person is special. They have a power. Bad people will." come after us to control this power. And that seems like such a relic. And cause now when like you have a special power, it's like, yeah, like I'm super amazing and nobody cares or they'll be like, Oh yeah. Hey, you're Ant-Man. I don't know. Nobody fucking cares that you can shrink. It's yeah, like, it, it's just this sort of thing that feels out of time that like, Oh, she can start fires with her mind. Like uh, who, 
who would what government agencies like we've got to get that little girl that can start fires at all costs and our best gunman to capture the little girl that can start fires so she could be a bomb it's like we could we have bombs there's just no need for any of this oh i i i took it as like they don't want her running around well where it's like hey there's a little girl who could do who could light things on fire with her mind sure. we should probably shoot her in the head right well, yeah, yeah we should probably seem, shoot her in the head i mean they're totally capturing her to keep her alive like there's like 20 well, they want to know suits. they want to know what the dilly is well, i assume have have uh have uh either of you fine f- gentlemen um seen no. seen the original firestarter or read the book no no it's, it's uh, I, maybe half of it when i was a kid well so the premise is is uh, her parents were in the mk ultra program and okay. she is the product oh. of that so that's why sure. the government yeah, has that such a trailer such a boner to go get her is because she's their property basically it's like oh well fuck it worked on it worked on this kid our mk ultra was a success right let's uh, get her to to set to help us overthrow some governments topple some regimes (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad they mentioned the superhero stuff i wrote about that in like an off hours or after hours how like yeah with carrie it was just like oh it's gene gray and then i realized like stephen king was just doing like books about x-men characters right briefly uh, and how horrifying they would be. Yeah. And they would be. Um, yeah, I don't know. This just looks solid. Yeah. Totally. Uh, it's uh, great bird popping. I'm just saying popping. that the, the premise feels very dated and not necessarily in a bad way. It's just I haven't seen a movie like this in a long time where where the motivation is like, oh, they're, they're coming for you because you're special. Yeah. There's a movie called Freaks that's sort of about that. Yes. Um, uh, that was pretty good, actually. Yeah, Freaks was actually a pretty good movie. Um, uh, I see. It, I see yeah. what you're saying. I, I for sure, definitely uh, ag- agree with that. I hope that they update it somehow uh, to make it a little more, like a little less out of time. Because I, I think the book is from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. This writer, by the way, is churning them out. He wrote The Quarry, and now they're giving. They gave him Halloween Kills, Firestarter. The Exorcist and Insidious Five, so they're just dumping everything yeah. on this one writer Here's an for old some idea. reason. Fucking see what you can do with it. Yeah. All right, what if I did the same thing? Oh, cool. Okay. Now, I'll change the words around, but the exact same thing. Yep, perfect. That's exactly yeah, yeah, what we wanted. Here's Insidious Five. Yeah, Halloween yeah. Kills was a big piece of shit. So, yeah, and that's uh, not, not a great sign. That's that's the Exorcist. You know who's raking that? I don't know, Michael Bay. It's, no, it's David Gordon Green. Oh, sure. They gave yep. it to him. Yeah. So it's like, why are we doing this? Like, it's another case with Lord of the Rings where it's like, just, it's fine. Yeah. Leave it alone. <laughs> like, there's there's no point in this. Um, but sure. <laughs> the remake, or it's a sequel to The Exorcist. Okay. Like, Again, right. sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> last trailer yeah this is the the very last trailer man we've we've done it Whew. yep can you can you folks at home guess what's missing from this it's the trailer for nope nope jordan peele's nope, nope. I love so you want to hear um, what i think it is it's aliens it's totally aliens you think it's not aliens no you want to know what i think the aliens are doing oh okay sure because well there's a clear theme in this trailer right and it's horses so, like, they have to be wrangling them, right? That's the idea, I assume, is you don't put a bunch of horse stuff in your movie without that meaning something. And I'm sure. just assuming and it's, yeah. that the premise is aliens are wrangling them like they do to horses or cattle. That's just 
I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe it's a red herring. No, it's a misdirect. You might be, but because like, it's also it's not just that. It's it's, it's cowboys. It's horses it's, in Hollywood. So it's like yeah. uh, you know the trailer starts with the character saying, "Did you know the first moving picture was uh, a, a a couple of images of a black man riding a horse? That was the first movie." Um, right. And so it's it's about this family that owns this Hollywood horse ranch uh, that gets you know uh, under under siege by some mysterious thing in the sky, which pretty clearly seems to be aliens. But yeah, I think you're probably onto something there. Listen Dave. to this. What if they're riding them? Huh? <laughs> what if the aliens come down and they're riding <laughs> the humans? This is like a a take on the body snatcher thing. I guess that one they made a second <laughs> all- person. The aliens, they're all they just come Yodas. Down, take they're over all just your brain little Yodas. Yeah. <laughs> Running Yodas. on people's heads. <laughs> now we're talking. It's, Fucking, all, uh, it's all a metaphor for them crawling in your brain and riding your brain. And then <laughs> Daniel it's, I mean, is it's, like, it would be fucking someone in my brain piloting me around again. He always looks be, so bored under these outrageous circumstances. Yeah, he does have resting bored face. <laughs> he um, does. It would be keeping in line with his past movies. Uh, um, Get Out and Us are very Twilight Zony, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's also he loves symbolism, right? So like Us, it's like the poster with scissors, and it's like it's about two people. It's being tethered to someone else, right. cutting that tether, um, and a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, and so like Here's this what, one, I'm, it's I'm just I can't help this. but to notice the horses, and it's yeah. like, well, so what? What is those two things related? Um, it's got to be that. It's got to be that they're being wrangled. It's terrifying to them, but they're mm-hmm. just being treated like livestock. I hope they're being right. used for alien movies. That was the other yeah. thing I was going to do. All right. What were, yeah. you, what, were you, what were you saying, John? Oh, um, I was just glad that you brought up uh, both those movies because I think they demonstrate both what he, what he likes, which is symbol, symbolism allegory, but like they're so different because I think Get Out is like a masterpiece where there's meaning hiding uh, in every detail. And the more you watch it, the more you get it. Whereas I think uh, us gets fucking stupid. The more you think about it, like completely unravels once you start like actually thinking about it, but not in a necessarily a bad way, but it's like a really dumb and fun. You mean the, the logistics Trump. and the of logistics. Course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas uh, As get out, the symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. I think the symbolism holds up, whatever. I, I, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, uh, but what I mean, is just like that. The story, that world unravels. And when you're like, well, why did they do that? Oh, my God. You're telling me that, like, underground, they're running around grabbing rabbits because somebody up there. Come on, Jordan. But, like, right. that, that, you're not supposed to think about that. But, yeah. Uh, whereas with Get Out, you're like, wait, what does that mean? You're like, oh, I get that. Oh, that's fucking dark. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, but I, I I like how those those two movies demonstrate, like, his range and and unifying themes. Oh, yeah. And so I feel like... He's a genius, I, and this is going to be this is going to be great. Yeah, at some point, he's definitely in the promo stuff. He's getting Shyamalan'd. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's getting from the mind of Jordan Peele that stuff. Um, and so like, there's that thing in the back of my head, which is like, uh, I wonder when he'll run out of ideas. But when will his I, devil happen? But that's yeah. But that's all in the promo stuff. That's not him. Yeah. And so far, he's two for two with me. And I have no reason to think this won't be great, too. So I'm just fucking excited. Also, um, <laughs> what's her name? Kiki Palmer. Uh, just being in everything right now, I guess. Because <laughs> she's also in she's Lightyear. Busy. And Alice. And so it's like, well, shit. Um, 
Yeah, this I'm fucking pumped. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Still very mysterious. Mm -hmm. Like, I I feel like it's pretty obvious it's aliens, but also not like overt. Like it could be something. It could be. Yeah, I well, I horse tornado or something. Yeah, I think the it would be cool if it was like a weather god. But I think it's an alien, and I want people to mark my words now. I think they're being wrangled like cattle. And I think they're being ridden. Ridden. Like with the Yodas, yeah. I was right about Moonfall. I'm riding that high. <laughs> and I, I was right Did the moon fall moonfall. down? Were you right about the moon falling? I was right. That was like, I bet the moon's going to fall in Jesus that. Christ. And that's what happened. Yeah, yeah that's what happened. It, yeah, it's undeniable. That's what happened. I suspect... It might have something to do with uh, Hollywood and how it treats people of color or it has treated people yes. of color throughout history. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, my guess from this trailer. Yeah. There will be a racial component. I <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would argue in us, it was more of a class component, is, right? Is it, they're, they're, all, they're all social, though. They're all like, yes, they're like all social. Twilight Zone. They're all very, uh, they have a social commentary message to them, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And again, it's it both yeah. makes it predictable, but also like that's I, that's what I love about as long movies. as it all hangs together. I don't care how predictable it is, honestly. Yeah, same here. I, I just love. Wait, here's okay. So this is the thing I love more than anything else with Jordan Peele, is that he's like the only person making horror movies about shit that you would have never thought of. Mm-hmm. Like Get Out, it's like what an original idea. Us, like they all right, they all stem from things for sure. Yeah, for sure. But then us, it's like make the villains doppelgangers. It's like fuck, I haven't seen that ever. And it's not, it's not him um, doing the Shyamalan thing where it's working backwards from a twist. It's like yeah. I'm, I want to say this very specific thing about this very specific topic. Right. What does that look like as a horror he's, movie? He's not putting twists in. Yeah. Like us does technically have a twist, but it doesn't feel like he. That was the first thing he thought of. And this is, again, this is like a cloud monster. And it's like, this is like Stephen King shit, yeah. you know, where it's like, I'm going to make something scary that you haven't even fucking thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's ridiculous and it's silly and he makes it work really well. And he's such a good director, too. Mm-hmm. He has like very classic sensibilities in the way he does his movies. So it's just like the trailer for this. They do the shining thing. They have the text slowly come down. And it was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, I love that shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just, it's all these things. It's, I love it. And I if love you're it. listening, Daniel Kaluuya, That's my sorry. Theme. Sorry. <laughs> what, that is resting, like, His tire resting space? Board resting space. board He's probably putting a lot of effort he does. into, like, expressing he does himself. So, and it's just yeah. like, ugh, whatever. <laughs> he always kind of looks a little sick of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he like almost looks right, out of place in Black Panther where he's like in the crowd and all these people are like, I am proud of Wakanda. And he's like, guys, what the fuck are these costumes? This shit's <laughs> silly. I'm like the rhino guy. I guess that's my thing. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm in charge of the rhinos. He's, he's the Nick Nolte of black cinema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you should put that oh, man, on I want to see, I, now I, Yeah, now I want to see Nick Nolte as a, as a rhino way. guy. Oh, I guess yeah. I'm in charge of the rhinos. Uh, you're telling me there's gonna they're gonna put rhinos in with a computer? Oh, what the fuck kind of picture is this? <laughs> and it, it, I realize it sounds like I was doing a Tom Waits impression, but that's because t- Nick Nolte and Tom Waits have just become the same person. Yeah, they've slowly merged. Yeah, and then finished. Ethan Ethan Hawke is waiting, Ethan waiting Hawk to join is them. Getting in on that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
he's growing into it. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I hope I become Tom Waits. I want to be that kind uh, of guy. We, that's what we all become yeah. eventually. <laughs> that's like the universe just becomes Tom Waits. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, let's let's think some more producers. Yeah. We'd made it through trailers. So uh, big thank you to the Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. Mm. Thank you very much. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you to Andrew, the proud Satanist how. Mm. Thank you to Vincent. Uh, thank you to Rev MD. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Lauren Gucci. Thank you to Bootler Bootleson. Mm. Thank you to Tux. Mm. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you to Norm, Norm from Cheers. Thank you to Space McNulty. Thank you very much. All right, let me swoop in here like a cloud monster. Uh, thanks to your mom. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you to <laughs> Nolan Mayton. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew. Follow Marina on Twitch and Patreon at Heartfist Brain McGuire. Thank you. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Burrito Mouth. Thank you. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank, Thank you. to Aaron Burser. Thank, Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Thank you. Thank you to Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Dave. I'm down to seven percent understanding the references of your patrons. <laughs> <laughs> it decreases steadily as the episode progresses. Uh, Dave, listen, we're already in the weeds. We're already yeah, we're, we're already really running are. over. So I'm gonna cut the bit. I'm gonna cut the shit are, this week. Are we running over, or are, is just that the length of our episodes? It's now? just it's just a two hour show now. That's just what yeah. it is. Uh, Dave, yeah. do you have a movie somehow amongst all of these trailers we've discussed? Do you have a movie that deserves more hype? You know, I do. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, it's weird. I have a, there's a few that I've been looking at. And this one just popped out at me because I was like, you know, this is just fun. This is weird and fun. <laughs> um, it's called The Seed. It's coming out on Shudder March 10th. Um, and boy, what's going on here? <laughs> this looks, it's this a group looks of, pretty great. Yeah, I think it's I can a group describe of, this. Yeah, it's oh, a please, group of yeah. young women. Oh, wait, okay. Yeah. All right, describe it. Yeah, you do describe it. You it. do it, Sean. Okay, I can do it in <clears throat> 11 words, probably. Uh, okay. Bikini babes, fuck turtle monster, uh, go crazy, save galaxy with violence. Did I get it? Under I think 11? you may have, yeah. <laughs> I think you yeah, that, that's what it is, is there's uh, a group of bikini babes at a, like a house, a vacation house. And at a bikini a meteor babe shower. House. Yeah, a meteor shower happens. And a meteor crashes into the pool, and it's this little, like, baby it, turtle it monster. It looks like the yeah. baby from Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. It does. It's a practical effect. And they all sort of, like, have various reactions. One of them wants to take care of it. You know, like, they all... I, I hear it's a weird take on motherhood. The That's what some of the reviews are saying. So they all, like, kind of... I, I don't know what that says about the reviewer, to be honest. Because then in the trailer, they clearly fuck the Yeah, thing. one of them is One, absolutely of, one of them it. definitely is, yeah. yeah. Like, she's uh, like... A few of the characters, they're, they're, they start horny. Like, they're just horny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, stated. Um, like, one of them says they want to get laid. They're talking like they're yeah. going to make a... Listen, like it's going to be a Porky's movie. They're three bikini babes watching yeah. a meteor shower at a bikini babe mansion. Yeah, and you know how horny that gets people. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so then they, they seem <laughs> to fuck the alien. Um, they, and, they, uh, they, they give him a husky hand job. <laughs> Mm-hmm. One of them very clearly gets pregnant. <laughs> One of them's like, "Hey, look at yeah. that!" And they start to pan down to her belly and cut away. It's like, well, we know what 
that was, guys. It's not going to be a surprise. Right. And it um, and then the uh, then like they start getting like weird black makeup and like they yeah. start becoming like possessed and shit. Yeah, they they turn uh, into real ghouls. Yeah, and I don't know what's going on there. I I assume it's like a parasite and it's affecting them. Uh, and that's all I know. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, that's everything. I, I the person who's making it, they didn't, they haven't really made much before. Doesn't matter if you watch the trailer for the seed, you'll understand why it's our movie that deserves more hype. Mm-hmm. You know, this was uh, it, they added a the to an Uwe Boll movie, so uh, <laughs> I bet most people didn't see Uwe Boll's seed, but uh, it does no, slightly increase the chances of someone calling your movie the seed, and then in parentheses the good one. Right. So that's something. and yeah. It seems like the good one. Yeah. yeah. It feels like it's, uh, I hear the plot and I, I think it's like a no budget 70s movie. That's like what I want it to be. But it kind of looks well made. Like you're talking about the practical yeah. effects, but they're, they're fine. Uh, but it, it the dialogue doesn't feel very like zany. It feels more like Scream 7 or something. It, like I kind of wanted it to be more Army of Darkness. I wanted it to be more, more crazy. More and campy. It, it doesn't yeah. feel like a Nicolas Cage style crazy movie. It feels like a, like a trauma style crazy movie, I guess. Yeah, right. God, I'm just throwing out just fucking complete random references. No, I think that uh, no, it I think does feel very it, it Definitely, it's not campy. It's like dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually like because I I actually avoid the ones that are trying to be trauma films because there's a lot of those where mm-hmm. they're like, isn't this ironic and fun? And it's like, yeah, you're right. That's, you're too. It doesn't give up. That they're vibe. like, you're right. Yeah, it doesn't because it seems more like genuine. Which I appreciate because it's, I, it's no, bad I still, shit. I still think the trauma comparison is apt because it's grotesque. It's, gro- oh, yeah, it's grotesque no. in the way that trauma is grotesque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I'm saying is it doesn't feel like it's trying to be. It's trying to be its own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has too. a sincerity that you don't get in trauma movies, but it does. Well, it's more of like I like trauma movies. It's when people try to imitate trauma movies. Okay. That's when it starts getting like, uh, like trauma is like, it's just such the real deal. Lloyd Kaufman is such a oddly genuine person. Well, and tongue in cheek is a really hard tone to to yeah. to pull right. off, and that's not the tone of this trailer, at least uh, the movie yeah. maybe. But so yeah, this trailer yeah. could use a hand job. I mean, yeah, honestly, could throwing out notes. every trailer we we've discussed could use a wheezing hand job. I, we don't normally crown a winner. But I think we know what the winner is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this Greatest trailer. Yeah, they're going to teach you classes water. about Deep this water. trailer. <laughs> ben Affleck getting a hand job. What the fuck? <sighs> <gasps> 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 oh, it's so fucking weird. Uh, oh, I'm not who you think I am either. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Uh, uh, everybody watched the trailer for the seed and the one, the hand job one. Just coming uh, into his water. iced coffee from water. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> oh. oh boy! Oh man, that's a sewed. We've done it. We Woo! did it. Congratulations, oh, guys! Ah, you, Thank you. Congratulations to you. Thank you so much Thank for you. Uh, Thank you. doing this and getting through it all. Man, there's a lot of trailers. Yeah. It's a big day for for movies and for hand jobs mm, and for mm-hmm. hype. Fuck yeah. yeah for hype. Uh what do you wanna what do you wanna tell people? What do you what do you want to plug? What do you want to say? Oh, visit one nine hundred hotdog.com, the world's last comedy website. Yeah. And we have a Patreon and a true. store, all this stuff. Podcast, we do we do it all. 
<laughs> so to say you 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 coined that uh that oh maybe it wasn't so so tongue-in-cheek but uh it's, it's probably literally true at this point that's the only what they were the last comedy <laughs> yeah, yeah we kind of everyone kind of does that gag where it's like we're the first blah 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 but like we might be the last one yeah like, <laughs> yeah <it's... laughs> so yeah, enjoy it while it lasts. It's, a, yeah. it's a dying art form this whole text and pictures articles uh on the internet but so enjoy it, it is not. for the, the you're last. making it thriving yeah you should, sir i guess Til- it, you could look at it that way we are a growing uh, we we just hired columnist tom ryman from the hit mm-hmm. podcast hypecast and game mm-hmm. unemployed hey and, uh, that's me yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just i just turned in entirely too many words about a steven seagal movie I'm, uh, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. i haven't looked at it yet uh, <laughs> um dave why don't you tell him something <laughs> We have a pod. Uh, we have a podcast. We do. You're you're listening to it. <laughs> Check out Hypecast. Uh, my brain just broke. We just we have a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/gamefullyunemployed. If you go on there, there's exclusive podcasts for just five dollars a month. You get access to Tom and Jeff watch Batman, Fox Mulder's Maniac, Star Trek: The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Those are all on there for ten dollars a month. You can also watch movies with us every Friday night. That's the night of when this comes out. We watched, uh, God, I don't even know what we watched last time. doesn't matter. Who gives we a We watched shit? a Michael Douglas movie last time. Remember? We watched we A Perfect Murder. We did. Oh. God damn it. Yeah, we did. Uh, we Yeah, fuck. Yeah. We did We did Hitchcock. Nin- uh, 1998 movies. Hitchcock reboot starring Viggo Mortensen. There was more, yes. there was more than one. With, nice. I think, $500,000 in the plot. Yeah, 400000 yeah. yeah. I don't want to make you guys 000. jealous, but we're watching duets this weekend. Oh Ooh, man, we did that already. <laughs> we it's, did that. It's, it's, uh... <laughs> inspired by the podcast episode you did about it. But yeah, nice. that's a dark, holy dark shit. Movie. That, I think our patrons were genuinely upset at us about that mm-hmm. movie. Now, if you yeah. haven't seen that movie and no one has, it's fucking insane. It is. Yeah, it defies <laughs> you to predict what kind of movie it is. Yeah, yeah. We should we should probably do a disclaimer. We we walk directly into the void often on movie nights. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And we will take you all with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Can we cut my know. plug and just plug the hit film Duets starring Gwyneth Paltrow and Huey Lewis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- Seriously, everybody watch Duets. <laughs> Who else is in that? Paul Giamatti. Andre Brower. Andre Brower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's fucking wild, man. The Coyote Ugly Lady. What's her name? Piper Parabo. Piper Parabo. What a baby. Uh, S- Scott Speedman shows Scott up. Scott Speedman. Yes. Um. Listen, mm. listen, we also have a store. Head over to GameFlanEmployee.com. You find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. Uh, you can get on t-shirts, stickers, mugs, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. And check out the film Duets. Dave, we should start duets. selling duets. Can we sell <laughs> sure. duets? DVDs? Like copies of duets? Yeah. yeah, why not? Yeah. I don't think that there's no law against that, right? There's no law against that. Yeah. It's just K-Talk, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. What do they call it? Like Shadow? Like a sh- their shadow was part of the term, wasn't it? Yes, they invented a whole vernacular just for karaoke hustling. Just for <laughs> they invented a world oh, and then amazing. stocked it with characters who don't exist that right. wouldn't interact with that world in that way to just create the most troublingly strange. Go watch duets. Yeah, it's... go watch duets. <laughs> we don't have to make a podcast about duets right now. So they made, they, like... they inv- uh, just just they invented an entire culture of 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 uh, karaoke hustlers and then populated it with different kinds of nihilists. 
Yes. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's I think that's more than enough. Uh yeah. we can be done. Say goodbye everyone. Goodbye. <gasps> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>